Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Wyndham Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's the coach. Coach, good to have you. Hey, sometimes you got to step in. You know, you got to be the reliever instead of the full-time player. So I'm happy to be here on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we are heading into the final round of the PGA Tour regular season. 18 more holes to get your ticket punched to the playoffs. Russell Henley does not have that problem. He's headed to the playoffs and he might be coach headed to winner's circle. But there's a lot of golf left to be played. A 69 on Saturday, which wasn't particularly Good. He made a pretty ugly bogey on 18. He did fortunately uh, take advantage of each of the par fives. He made birdie on one. He made eagle on another. But what was your assessment of Russell Henley's third round? I thought he played like crap. I I didn't think he played very well. Uh, I really, but I'll give him credit because everybody else uh, didn't play all that well either. And then you see the names that are chasing him. I wouldn't be scared if I'm Russell Henley at all. But what he did do, he was still able, even though he didn't hit it great, when other guys were stumbling to the finish line, and there were a lot of them, he at least shot under par when he started the day with a four-shot lead, and that's the most difficult thing to do. So I'll give him credit, even though I don't think he played very well, but to have a three-shot lead over one person and then six others are four back, uh, if you would have told him that to start the day, that he would have that heading into Sunday, he wouldn't wouldn't have even teed off. He would have said, I'll take it. And let's go to Sunday. Yeah, it is interesting because I, I can I can spin this uh, as an optimist and say, well, if he had his if he had his sour round here on Saturday and he still gets a three shot lead, as you put it, coach, he would have signed up for that. He would have signed up for that, you know, a couple of hours ago. So I can kind of spin this as an optimist, but I do worry. Hey, you lost the stroke on approach on on Saturday. That's the best part of your game. If you do that again on Sunday and you got this chase back, a lot of incentive behind you. I'm not, I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> this screams live betting. This yes. screen, live betting, which I know we're going to get to because he has a history for anybody at home who plays along with some of our information. He does not have a great history on Sundays. Remember, he won the very first event he ever teed up on the PGA Tour uh, several years ago. He only had three wins, but he has a lot of good low routes. He can go deep, but he can also stumble on Sunday. And this, I'm really going to be looking at guys that are at that 11 number. You, I'm, I'm sure. We're going to be able to get some really good numbers and everybody's going to be targeting Russell Henley and his history tells me either bet him against him head to head or which I did on Saturday. And it cost me. Uh, however, I'm not bitter. 
uh, or you take somebody else to to win in a live bet. One of those two things. Do you think that? Uh, so the last time we saw him hold a fifty four hole lead, it was it was just well two months ago. It was the U.S. Open a fifty four hole co lead? He went out and shot a seventy six on Sunday, Coach. Do you see that as foreshadowing for what could potentially come here on this Sunday, or maybe a little bit of recent experience, a little bit of scar tissue gives him a, a better opportunity this time around? The reason I think he stumbles on Sundays, including at the U.S. Open, at a course that he doesn't even go to play every single year because he hates it that much. Russell Henley hates Torrey Pines. He went there because you play in the U.S. Open. But what I saw, what I see on Sundays, is he's a guy that's, that's ultra-aggressive all the time. He's always shooting at pins. He's got to learn how to play more conservative golf. Even down the stretch on Saturday, he wasn't playing, uh, you know, smart golf. He wasn't hitting it to the middle of greens. That's why other guys' balls are rolling off. They're, you know, they're coming up short. He needs to play smarter, and it's not—it's it, conservative, but it's smart. And I don't think he's a very smart player on Sunday. We'll see if he can uh, adjust his approach. That when you don't need to hit it to the pin locations like other guys do to catch you, Rick. You don't do it. You make guys catch you. You don't give it back to them. Mm. Let's take a look at the board, the odds board, over our friends, uh, thanks to our friends over at Caesars. And they are saying, uh, as you can imagine, with a three-shot lead, Russell Henley is a pretty significant favorite coach. He is minus 120, so essentially a little better than a coin flip, little better than a coin flip that Russell Henley gets it done. The other side of that coin starts with two Kevins, Kisner and Na at 12-1 to 1 each. Now, we have seen multiple shots evaporate quickly on Sunday on the PGA tour. So let's look at some of these guys in the chase pack. That might be good value. Kisner, not 12 to one grace McCumber Webb Simpson, 16 to one. If you want to go further than that coach, I can get you Rory Sabatini at 20. I can get you Robert Sloan at 25 or I can get you Justin Rose at 28. I think you've got a future being a, uh, an auctioneer or something like that, Rick. <laughs> uh, so if I'm going to go down to Webb Simpson, he has an average normally, of 65 around this place. He normally, his par is 66 or 65. There's a lot of value at plus 1,600 because he is, what's he at, 10? So he's at 10. So he's he's starting the day five back. So yeah. let's say he shoots a 63, and he's going to finish seven, eight, nine holes ahead of Russell Henley. I could see that number sticking there. So I think there's value on Webb, but I also think the most value is on Kevin Kisner and or Kevin Na. I played Kevin Na in a head-to-head on Saturday and easily beat Chris Kirk because he shot a 367. So I believe the best number there, and Tyler McCumber's in the middle, but he has no history. He has no credibility when it comes to win equity on the PGA Tour, which is why you see his number below guys that he's above on uh, the leaderboard. So I'd go Kisner, Na, or Webb Simpson for value. Yeah, Webb Simpson, let me back up, back this up with a couple of numbers here, was atrocious on Saturday. Uh, he he lost two and a half strokes around the green. He lost another half a stroke on the putting surfaces. That is certainly unlike Webb Simpson. You can't imagine that is going to happen again. But Kevin Na, coach, that was the one that I saw because this is a little bit different style of Kevin Na that we have seen this week. He's been outstanding off the tee. He's third in the field in strokes gained approach. That's a little unusual. He's losing strokes putting is Kevin Na. Uh, that is not the blueprint. So if he can get that hot putter, if he can marry those two things that we normally see, the put, the long-term putting with the short-term ball striking, and a guy who's a proven winner coach, Kevin Na wins golf tournaments, that's the one I like. That's my Kevin Na. Kevin Na. There we go. 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, and how does he do it? He does it because he plays smart golf and he makes putts on this course on a Sunday when there's so many different storylines for guys. Because let's, you know, Rick, when you and I do these shows, our jobs are never on the line. They never say to us, Rick, coach, you got to have the best show of your career or you might not have a job on Monday. There are guys that have to have the best rounds of their careers or they're not going to have a PGA Tour card come Monday. That's a lot of pressure. I'm glad That's they don't say that to us, Coach. I'm glad, I'm glad we don't have that issue. <laughs> yeah, we rarely have our best shows. We rarely have our best shows. But there's a lot of guys out there, even some veterans. If, if you're used to being somewhere, Ricky Fowler misses the cut. He played horrendous. He's not going to make it to the playoffs, even though he's got a ton of money. And I hear everybody, oh, he's set. He doesn't worry about it. But guess what? He's on the PGA Tour for, what, 12 years now? Has never missed the playoffs? This hurts. And this may be his decline where he doesn't come back to the playoffs. We don't know that. And there's a lot of guys like that playing on Sunday. I can't even imagine the pressure that guys are putting on themselves come tomorrow. I want to talk about those bubble boys because yep. there are some big names and the way this is shaping out, they are right on the numbers that they need. So 18 holes left is, is going to be a lot of fun. But first coach, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. Here are the bubble boys, and this is shaping up to be a really great final round. Justin Rose, coach. Justin yeah. Rose started the week 138th in the FedEx Cup standings. If he wants to make the playoffs, he needs to finish inside the top 10, but it, it, it kind of depends because right now he is in a six-way tie for ninth, and he would be 126th in the standing. So he's got, I mean, he is literally on the number on the razor's edge with 18 holes to go. I, I can't even imagine what that must be like. I don't care if I've won a U.S. Open. I don't care if I've won multiple times a PGA Tour. I'm still going to be nervous. Why? Because I'm now in my 40s. Why? Because there's a lot of young cats that if I don't make the playoffs this year, I may not see it again. That's very possible. Guess what? There's going to be a year where a lot of these guys that we're so used to, Rick, are just not going to make the playoffs anymore. Is this the year for Justin Rose? We don't know. But he went out today, got off to a really good start. Then, like a lot of other guys, gave shots back coming in and shot just a 69. So he's right there. But we know this. He's going to have to shoot under par or else guys will fly by him and he will have no chance. Our silver medalist, Rory Sabatini, he needs to finish inside the top five. He is currently in a tie for third. He would be 122nd if the uh, tournament ended right now. So he would be in. So he's got to kind of protect his position. And coach, we saw this in Tokyo. We saw him get absolutely scorching hot on Sunday and ride that wave to a silver medal. He's going to need basically a, a, another Sunday, another good Sunday if we want to see him next week. So it begs the question, Rick, and I'll, I'll, I'll spin a question and fire it back to you. If Rory Sabatini knows this mm -hmm. and he starts the day in a tie for third, does he tell his caddy, I want to know every single step of the way where I'm at? Or do you want to say, I want to know after nine? Or do you not want to know at all? What would you mm. want? 
I'm a big information guy. I would want to know, and I would want to know every step of the way because there are if the only I I don't mind waiting until the turn, but the problem is if you do that and you kind of get too far behind, there's a couple of opportunities I wish you would have taken advantage of on the front. That's the easier side, and it's not like knowing my position is going to immediately make me play better or worse, but it it gives me more information, coach. So I think what I would ask of my caddy, especially because the front side's the easier side, is I need to know every step of the way. Every step of the way. There are, for a perfect example, I know 18 is a bad example, but if if I need to find a fairway, I need to know that I need to find a fairway. If I need to make a birdie, I need to know if I need to get it farther down the fairway because there's a lot of holes out there on this course that the fairway runs out. A lot of guys will, will end up, what, 30 or 40 yards back, and that adds to your approach shot. There's a lot of decisions that can be changed based off based off of what you need to do. If I'm a betting man and we both know you and I are. Uh, I'm thinking Rory Sabatini does get it done tomorrow because nobody's going to be paying attention to him. Nobody's going to be thinking, oh, and I think that's the pressure that comes off of his shoulders. And I think he has a good round on Sunday and does get into the playoffs. I think he does too. Finally, Matt Kuchar entered the week 124th in the FedEx Cup standings and through three rounds, he is 124th. He has not moved. He is one spot inside the bubble. He's T36 for the event coach and he did not have a good Saturday. A one over 71 after starting really well with rounds of 66 and 67. This to me, this is kind of that situation that you were alluding to of Maybe the old guard is passing the torch. Uh, Matt Kuchar has been a staple in our FedEx Cup playoffs for a long time. It has not been a particularly great 18 or 24 months from him. And this might be the time that we start to turn over some of these veterans for younger players into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And I think it is for him. I really do. When I watch him, I feel like I'm watching an old man move around. He's always been slow. Uh, but now it's just like, oh, the hand coming out. So much energy to just say thank you for making a putt. And how many times have we said that every shot matters? I mean, I think it was even a PGA Tour uh, advertising campaign. But today, he made a putt for bogey on 18 from 15 feet. That kept him in that spot. Think about that. That's how close these numbers are. He makes a putt for bogey and stays in that spot. If he would have not made that putt, he would have been outside the top 125. It's razor, razor thin. But I think there's going to be a lot of guys, and it could start with Ricky Fowler and with Matt Kuchar, who I know is a lot older than Ricky. But some of these guys are not ever going to make the playoffs again. And that's just fact. And we don't know when that's going to be. And it may be starting right now. There are going to be a lot of single shots that determine the outcome of the playoffs on the final round this Sunday. And coach, they're going out early because weather is in the area. I I don't know why they said, isn't there weather in every area at all times? This is just, (laughs) this is just bad weather that's in the area. So they're they're teeing off early. They're going to go off split tees and in threesomes between seven and 9 a.m. Eastern. So let me get this right. Final round coverage coach of the Wyndham Championship will be streamed live on CBSSports.com from 10.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. So you and I, we're on the West Coast. We got to wake up early if we want to take this one in live. Well, we got to get up even earlier than that because the first part of the final round is going to be on GolfChannel.com and PGATour.com at 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 out here where you and I live. Uh, but 
that's what everybody is going to do. Because in this day and age with social media, there's no way I'm waiting until 2 o'clock Eastern time when I already know who finished. I already know who won. Uh, but this also changes some of the bets. This also is going to change some of the head-to-heads that different sports books have, including Caesars. Because normally on the weekends, it's you go head up with the person that you're playing. But now there's threesomes. So be very, very careful in what head-to-head and what guy uh, and guys you have to play against. I think that's very important. Very good point there. Coach, 18 holes to go. 18 holes of regular season golf to go. After the final putt drops, we'll be back to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there is the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the coach rules. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.